And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Listeners, and you're very welcome to another edition of your We Are Me podcast with Mickey Brennan and Davy Rispin. Um, Davy, the Allianz Football League came to its conclusion on the weekend. Of course, there was nothing in it for Mead. Um, the Mead Minor Hurlers were out on the weekend as well, and as were the Mead Minor Ladies Footballers as well. So, um, plenty of happening last weekend. And there's plenty happening next weekend with the All-County Football League Round 3 um, uh, to be played. Yeah, Mickey, huge, huge weekend. And uh, <clears throat> I think also the minor footballers are back out next weekend again, as are the 20s uh, hurlers too. So, you know, it's it's in full blast at the minute. Obviously, the curtain coming down in the league. We still have a league final to look forward to in a couple of weeks with the Mead ladies, um, which will be great back up to Crow Park. But um, Mead signing off their league campaign, uh, steady in Division 2 middle of the table, decent performance against Derry, but a little bit of regret to the fact that they didn't continue their unbeaten run, having probably deserved something from that game. Yeah, we'll come back to that in just a moment. We'll run through a couple of other results from the weekend, give you the fixtures for the next uh, week or so, and then we'll come back to the meet game. So first up there, I have me minor hurlers. They were out on uh, the weekend. They were taking on Carlo, um, lost on the scoreline of 4-17 to Carlo, 1-12 to me, disappointing, um, uh, disappointing result there for the hurlers, Davy. Um, they're in tier three of the Leinster minor, and that leaves a mid table with a win, a draw, and a loss. Um, Carlo that gives them two wins, and uh, they're joined at the top of the table uh, with Antrim with full point six points from their three games. But I suppose when you look at it, maybe Mead have some easier um, uh, fixtures to come. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. I think I think the damage was done in the first ten minutes of the second half. Here, there were uh, three points down at half time, two seven to ten. But all in all, a pretty good first half performance. But Carlo uh, would hit two four in the first ten minutes of the second half to put distance and daylight between themselves and Mead. Um, Kyle Ennis, who's been in scintillating form for Mead, they counted for another one five of Mead's tally of one twelve. But it, it just wasn't enough. Big golfing class. Carlo will be one of the big hitters in Leinster. And uh, as you could quite rightly say, Mickey, there will probably be easier tests to come for this Mead Minor Hurling team. Yeah, that Mead Minor Hurling team will take on um, Derry in their next game. It is on Sunday the 3rd um, uh, at 2 o'clock in Park Tolchin. And Davey, that's, that's a chance for them to get back on the horse and maybe get um, uh, another result um, before their, I think it's their final game then the week after. Yeah, absolutely. Home style again. They'll be looking to make that count. It is a big step up, but you know, uh, Derry is one. I'm sure that they'll probably Jerry O'Neill will have targeted at the start of picking up a result on on home style. They're bottom of the table. Not uh, no points from the first three encounters. So chance for me to build on their opening win and the draw, um, and put that defeat to Carlo behind them. Yeah, and I think uh, I think if, if I'm not mistaken, that the final um, final match will be against Antrim. Who are top of the table at the moment with three wins from three, um, in that group. So chance maybe to put themselves back in the running with a win against Derry on the weekend. Uh, the next result we have, Davy. This is a fantastic result. The Mead Minor Lady Footballers, um, they were playing Dublin in the Leinster uh, Championship round one, um, on Sunday and uh. Won quite convincingly, 4-14 to Dublin's one goal and eight. Halftime score was 2-6 to a goal and three. Keir Smith and Orla Mallon, the two senior panellists, 
they uh, bagged a goal each in that first half. Uh, three points with that for Kira Smith, two points for Earl Mallon, and uh, Elena Kennedy getting a point as well in that first half. Some performance, some win. Um, and that was in Trinity University, I think, um, as well. So they had to go up to Dublin to play Dublin on home soil. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. We were talking about Kira Smith a couple of weeks ago when she played against Dublin with the seniors. And, you know, how much that sort of environment would bring her on when she goes back to play with the minors and two seven on the day mickey one four from earl mallon uh two four two eleven between them they contributed out of the total tally which is uh, some scoring by those pair kit henry will be delighted with this you know what a start to put dublin to the sword they have another huge one coming down the line with claire uh to come in uh, in a few weeks time i actually think it's about three or four weeks time that's the it's the middle towards the end of April, that game, but mm-hmm. um, they've put themselves in a right good position. I know they've been training extremely hard and uh, they've, they've, you know, they've, they've done everything they can in their power to keep ticking over until this point, but what a performance they produced to uh, to brush aside Dublin and that doesn't happen too often. No, it doesn't. And uh, the more it, the more, the more it happens, the better. We, we, we won't say no to it. Like, um, We'd love for it to become the norm. Um, just some fixtures before we go on to that meet Derry game. Um, some fixtures coming up next Saturday. The um, Mead Miners will be taken on Offaly um, on Saturday. That is at 12 o'clock in Park Tolchin. Um, home game there for our lads. And uh, at the... Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to see if it is the same venue. At the same venue, it's going to be a double header because at 2 o'clock, Mead will take on Kildare in the Leinster Under-20 Hurling Championship as well. So uh, two games to look out for there. On Sunday then, it will be the Mead Minor Hurlers, as we said already, taking on Derry. And that game is in Park Tolchin as well. So all of our underage teams taking uh, taking the field next weekend are on home soil, Davy Rispin. So Park Tolchin will get plenty of games next weekend. Well, I have to say the pitch uh, on Sunday was in immaculate condition, you know, and there was a, a huge flurry of kids on it at halftime as well. And uh, it had two games Saturday. It actually had awfully in Antrim in the relegation game in uh, in the league as well on Saturday. So it's in tip-top shape this time of year, sunshine on it. You couldn't play your football or hurling in any place better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we want to wish all those three teams, the minor footballers, the under 20 hurlers and of course the minor hurl minor hurlers as well the very best of luck on home side uh between saturday and sunday davy getting back to the result from the weekend of mead against derry round seven of the alliance football league mead 211 derry 116 mead leading by five points midway through the second half or even into the um closing stages of this game but a late rally from derry saw them see the game out or saw them win the game by two points they saw out the game in those closing stages and uh, Connor Glass getting the final point of the afternoon yeah it was a really entertaining game Mickey I have to say okay me that nothing to play for but Derry coming down had an outside chance of promotion but that you know depending on Galway doing them a favour and I think Galway significantly weakened their, their own side which I'm sure Derry probably weren't overly impressed with but the damage for them was done last week at, the, at home to to uh to Galway when they went down to a heavy defeat. But they came to Nav and all guns blazing and Mead, in fairness to them, Mickey matched them. Um there's always that danger when there's nothing to play for that you can be missing that little bit of intensity that uh in a game like this kind of results in you coming off second best. And for about 15, 20 minutes of the first half, you were worrying that this game was going to provide with us with more questions than answers uh, and that was the good sermon but me came roaring back into it coinciding with a great save from a penalty by Harry Hogan um, and then me got a brilliant major of their own through Jack O'Connor put us three points up at half time one seven to seven playing some lovely football towards the latter stages of that first half uh, Derry responded well early early in the second half but another penalty this time converted by our own Shane Walsh seemed to have put us uh, in an unassailable position. We led by five at that stage with about 15, 20 minutes to go, um, but didn't kick on again. And Derry got a goal of their own through Niall Lachlan, a couple of points from the inspirational Shane McGuigan. And uh, Derry, Derry were good good victors in the end. Me, they'll be disappointed with how they faded in that final quarter. But overall, plenty of positives for Andy McIntyre to take from it. Yeah, loads of positives. And when you consider he managed to get game time in, he took four corners out the two corner backs two corner forwards 
including your captain and two of your best performers in the defence all year. Got game time into other players. We did take the injury as well to Ronan Jones and I think it was about the 41st or 42nd minute of uh, the of the game. And, um, you know, he, he went off as a precaution. Um, but overall, like when you consider, um, take everything into account, it's not a bad performance at all. And, you know, maybe we're just starting to see it all come together at the right time of the year, David. Yeah, hopefully, and and as you said, like the the, the increase or the the better weather, the conditions have improved, and that significantly. And I think it suits me style of play, um, and the fact that we've got so many players back from injury. I don't think there's any real coincidence that our best performances have come with the yeah. likes of Mento and, and McGill back in and amongst us. Um, I still think we have a bit to go or we're by no means the finished product but we've given ourselves something to look forward to now for Championship with a very winnable game in the quarterfinal and we'll see what happens after that but thankfully we can look forward to All-Ireland football and we don't have to be grimacing at the prospect of possibly playing the Talta Cup which for a large portion of the league campaign was a distinct possibility we've we've stayed well clear of that in the end Yeah and, um, and there's also the other stuff to look forward to, Davy Rispin, and I suppose it'd be remiss of us not to mention that, um, well, we've got a lot of noisy neighbours and we're going to see an awful lot of our noisy neighbours in 2023 because, of course, over to one side of us there, the wee county um, that are always given out, they're after getting promoted from Division 3. Um, uh, do you know, like, it, it, I, I'd nearly say bring back Joe Sheridan just for the 2023 season. Um, then, of course, then just south of us, um, we'll say directly below us, the Dubs have uh, been relegated for the first time in, what, 27 years or something like that um, to Division 2. And uh, when they were going down, they decided to bring their own neighbours and our neighbours as well, Kildare. So from south west uh, of Mead, we've got Kildare, and then from south of Mead, we've got Dublin, and then just to the side of Mead, we've got Loud, all joining us in Division Two. It's going to be a Division Two party next year. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be brilliant. It really is um, harder than ever to get promotion as it as it normally is in Division Two, but a real freshness about Division Two. Like it, it does sometimes have that bit of a, a stale feel to it. You're playing the same teams over and over again. Next Similar year. to Division Four, probably like there's there's four or five yeah. six teams that they are just always in Division about. Four. Yeah, they yeah. just stay there, and the same in Division Two, four or five or six teams that are always just there going hello. Yeah, yeah like and, and look, we're our own worst enemies. Like we're we're one of those teams in Division Two, and I'm sure teams probably say this about us every year. Oh, Jesus, not need again, but yeah. we're saying that about Clare, about Cork. Normally, year in, year out about Roscommon, but next year you're going to have Dublin, as you said, for the first time in 26 years. You're going to have Kildare coming back down. Loud, who've been away for a few years as well, coming back into Division 2. Um, and ourselves, it's, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Real freshness. Something to really look forward to in the league next year. Like, even the fixtures. Could you imagine? Like, it'd be nice to play Dublin and Crow Park in the league, but give us them in Navin, for God's sake. Give us yeah. Kildare and Navin. I don't even mind going to Loud to play them, because... It, just the crack of it all as well, you know, and the banter between the sports. I can't wait for it already. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be brilliant. It's like you know, it's got a real it's got a real nineties feel to it. Nineties <laughs> chat nineties championship feel to it. You know yeah. that kind of way. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. does. So it's gonna be a bit, little a little mini um, Leinster championship in Division Two next year. The interesting thing for the first time ever in Division One, we won't have Leinster rep- uh, representation, Davy, um, which is. You know, that's that's some stat as well. When you consider that we're Leinster has had uh what, ten of the last eleven all Ireland sitting in Leinster. Mm. Yeah, like and, and to be there, fair, it was Dublin only one team, been, like yeah. yeah, that's it. And and even in division one, Dublin have been the ones by and large flying the flag for Leinster too. Yeah, you know, me yeah. the briefly featured and Kildare obviously most recently but aside from that it's been Dublin 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 so I wouldn't really get overly concerned about that you'll hear all sorts now in the next couple of weeks about the demise of Leinster I actually think Leinster football is in a better place now than it was five years ago because Dublin have come back a little bit towards the pack and the pack have got a bit closer to Dublin so suddenly that makes for a better provincial championship Um, and, and I still think that Leinster will have 
decent representation come the quarterfinal, semi-final stages, the All-Ireland Championship. I don't, I wouldn't worry about that. I, I genuinely think it doesn't have as much as other provinces, but but it's still strong, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind any talk you're going to hear about it. Yeah, and what, what like the one thing this also does as well, Davey, is that it makes the Leinster Championship this year so much more exciting because the likes of Louth, you know will be thinking, hang on a second, Dublin and Kildare have come back towards us. We've gone up a little bit. Let's test ourselves. Let's pit ourselves against Dublin and, uh, and Kildare and and even against Mead if that were yeah. to happen or whatever, you know. Um, and I just think that, as you said already, it, it makes for great championship football now in Leinster. And we might start seeing crowds coming back to the games that we've seen in yesteryear, you know, that kind of way. Because... Recently enough, while there has been okay crowds at some of the games, when you go to Crow Park, it, it, it's horrible. But like, as you said, bring Dublin down to uh, Louth or down to Navan or over to Newbridge and bring New- Kildare down to mm. Navan. All this, take take these games out of Crow Park and bring them back that festival feel to the Leinster Championship. Yeah, I think barring something like a Mead and Dublin or possibly a Dublin and Kildare uh, semi-final it'll be Dublin's first trip out of Crow Park for a Leinster semi-final if they get to it by the way uh, for, the, <laughs> for the first time in a long, long time you have to put that little disclaimer beside the now yeah. um, but which would be great you know and okay if, if it is to be Dublin and Mead or, or Kildare and, and Dublin possibly it will still be in Croker because there would be a you know, big crowd but I remember when I was growing up watching Mead and going to championship games um There'd be seventy thousand for a for a double header, seventy five thousand for a Leinster double header, and it could be Mead and Kildare and Dublin and Wexford or something. Yeah. You know, you you wouldn't get that now for an All Ireland semi final, really. It's but and and that's just not Leinster. But I do get your point. It, it has gone stale over the last ten or fifteen years with yeah. the domination of Dublin in Leinster, and I do think it's a great opportunity for the others, if not to win it this year, be get so close to them and really give yourself the, the push to go on and do it in the next year or two thereafter. Yeah, it just gives all of the teams in Leinster a little bit more belief. Um, it's it, it's brilliant. And, and you know, the, if, if you're a part of a county setup in Leinster at the moment, be it Loud, Kildare, Westmead even, um, uh, or, 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 or even me, there are any of them, you have to be thinking to yourself, God, you know, this could be our year. And uh, that's what the beauty of championship is all about. That's the romance of it. Um, and getting back to it anyway, Mead finished in fourth in Division 2. I know that some tables will say that Mead are in fifth, but they're actually in fourth because they did have the head-to-head over Clare in the league. So that would put them into fourth position. They're just going by score difference there at the moment. But it didn't matter anyway. Um, you know, put in a good performance against Derry. Got game time into some more players. You know, Andy McEntee is getting back to his full-strength squad, and I think we're just going into championship nicely primed and ready uh, for what's going to be in front of us. And, and look, don't be... I just think we, we, we could be a bit more positive um, than, than we have been in recent years, maybe, um, about this year's championship. Anyways, that is the end of the Allianz Football League for 2022, and we will be back in Division 2 in 2023. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046-955-1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, we're going to move on. And um, you have a little thing from Dunsany um, about their Masters team, I think. Do Mickey, yeah, they, they have their Masters Golf Challenge 2022. This is an annual fundraiser that the Dunsany Club do do. Um, 
And it's, it's a really smart and uh, excellent one for golf fans and even casual fans that just tune into the Masters alike. Um, so basically, you have six sections where you have to pick one player from each section. It's divided into A, B, C, D, E and F. Uh, you basically pick it's done on the order of merit. Um, you pick one from the top bracket, one to ten, so on and so forth. Um, the cost of one entry is a tenner. You can get three entries for 20. Uh, you can basically fill in your name and contact number. Your total score will be calculated uh, by your six players provided, um, and there's scores for it. So G1 is three under, G2 is seven under, so on and so forth. You can get all the T's and C's there. The winner will obviously be the lowest score um, at the end of the 72 holes. Um, if one selection does not make the start, he will automatically be replaced by the next highest in the rank. That's okay. In case of the tie, it'll be decided on the best score of their selected player in the panel A. So that's obviously your, your first yeah. panel and then so on and so forth if it's still the same thereafter. Um, if any player fails to make the cuts, nine shots will be added to their finishing score. So it's important that your player, even if he's in the panel six, that he gets out and that will be huge. So you're not deducted any points at any stage. Um, the winner gets 400 euro runner up. will get a hundred and there'll be a 50 euro uh, award made the best seller in Nunsani for all of their entries taken. Um, so you have so to get you, them in. Yeah. So, so, so you're not in the running for that 50 euro. Then, you? <laughs> no, first you're not, not, you're not from Dunsany, but you, you might be the highest seller. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you never know how many people will join as a result of us. Uh, I was just going to say, I had it down. I was like going, I wonder if they'll set up a VRB league for us as well, a separate one. <laughs> well, we, we might get the prize then. Pat Mead <laughs> might have a think about that in the same age. We'll see. Um, the last entries need to be in by Monday, the 4th of April. So you have just over a week to get your entries in for this. Um, for anyone listening to the podcast and not from Dunsany, the best place to do it is online, probably, because uh, you're not obviously going to get a sheet. So you can go to HTTPS. Uh, tiny.cc uh, Dunsany Masters so I'd say if you type in Dunsany Masters you'll probably get it or you'll get it on any of their socials um, and that is basically it you'll see all the players listed out 1 to 60 in the different boxes you pick and choose your 6 and uh, best of luck to you 400 euro for the winner in that one Davey have you yours done yet? No, I haven't even had a look at it, Mickey. Okay, well, two of us are going to have to enter and uh, we might get a couple of other lads that are going to be um, having some maybe palpitations because the GA predictions are over and we don't have that to look forward to every week. At least we'll have something to look forward to in the Masters. Just going back to the Mead uh, Derry game, just want to let all our listeners know that on our Loyal Royals podcast, we will have a full review of the Mead and Derry game. Um, we have an interview with Andy McAtee Players are still uh, boycotting the media um, due to the GPA stance on their expenses and stuff like that. So, um, but we did get uh, an extensive Andy uh, interview with Andy McEntee after the game. Also on our Loyal Royals podcast this week, we are doing our All County Football League uh, preview for next week. We've done them on the first two rounds of the league, and we've gone and done it again for round three. It's squeaky bum time for a lot of teams, Davy. Um, you know, it's do or die. You know, it's 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 weird that we're saying that, you know, in round three, it's actually squeaky bone time because there's teams that we would have definitely said would be looking down the table at the moment at everybody below them. And they're actually looking up the table. So if they have any aspirations of going on and, you know, being contenders for the leagues that they're in, they need a win this weekend. And there's also teams that have surprised us and have two wins from two and have a really good chance this week of cementing themselves as a top of the table team by getting another victory. And it's amazing how fortunes of different teams are, are, are going to be based on, on round three of, of the, of the All-County Football League. Well, for a side this week, Mickey, that wins their third consecutive game versus a side that loses it, there's a six-point yeah. uh, margin between the sides. That's unassailable at this stage already because... In Division 4, I think there's only seven rounds. Okay, there's more rounds in the higher divisions and stuff. But even at that, it's too much of a gap. Um, and then suddenly you've gone from being a promotional hopeful to a relegation 
uh, candidate, you know, in the space of a couple of weeks. And it just piles on, particularly for those clubs that haven't got a win under their name so far. The pressure just builds week on week. You have two weeks to stew and it, then you play a team in form. It goes the other way. And like all the time, it's building towards championship. I know that. But for a side that isn't going well, that manifests and it and it can carry on and really sort of infect a side. So huge weekend coming up, and albeit only round three, it is a massive round for most. Yeah, and you'll hear all of our predictions on the All County Football League, all seven divisions previewed and all seven divisions predicted as well by myself and Davy. And of course, um, going by last week, Davy has a little bit of work to do to catch me uh, in round three, but this is going to be uh, a marathon, not a sprint. Isn't that right, Davy Risman? For sure, Mickey. <laughs> um, yeah, so check it out on the All County, uh, sorry, on our Loyal Royals podcast. We've got the All County Football League preview and we've got the Mead versus Derry review there with the interview with Andy McEntee. Um I suppose, Davy, um, we, we did get an email in from uh, Dunshockland. A bit of news coming out of the Dunshockland camp this week. Um, unbelievable bit of news for them. Um, of course, uh, it's all over social media now at this stage as well. But Paul Curran has been added to their um, their management team. Um, I didn't realise Paul Curran's father had played with Dunjocklin and was a Dunjocklin man originally. Um, but we've been informed by Ultim Blake, the full back history of um, how... Um, Paul Curran um, was connected to the club and it's fascinating you know the 1995 uh, player of the year all, uh, and, and All-Ireland winner with Dublin um, is you know back going back to his roots and is getting involved with Dunshockland Yeah I did hear a rumour earlier in the season I think it was when David Gallagher probably got involved with them that there was talk that a high profile name would be coming on stream in April uh, with them and and just you know a couple of days in advance this is the man that obviously Richie Keeley had lined up and what a coup it is I mean he was to the heart of uh, Dublin success wasn't he Mickey under Jim Gavin you know and that historic six in a row he picked up the bat and managing Dublin a lot of the time in the O'Byrne Cup he was a familiar figure along the sideline but Jim Gavin was still taking his uh, his extended holiday at the start of the season and probably didn't deem himself um to be to be on the line or whatever for the O'Byrne Cup. So this guy's this guy's got great credentials. Nineteen ninety five Player of the Year, of course, when Dublin won the All Ireland as well. Um, was a great footballer in his day. It ju- do you know what? With such a young team who are willing to learn and improve and advance their, themselves and the club, I think it's a great fit. I really do. I think good things are happening in that club. It's been yeah. a while in the way, and you know they've been. Uh, fallen for a number of years, but I think you could safely say that they're most definitely on the rise again. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think they're just okay. There's been a little bit of turmoil under Jockham for the last couple of years, and I suppose with the wealth of talent they had, they probably weren't using it properly, managing it properly. I don't know, like there was there was definitely things going on. Um, but going down to intermediate could be exactly what they needed i know they wouldn't like to hear that but it could be the kick in the arse that they needed and it looks like keely and uh, uh richie and, and paul are going to be at the helm now for the for the foreseeable and they could be the catalyst to bring we've said it before the chocolate are not far away from being back at the top table and competing for uh keegan cups they will have to get out of intermediate for at first try to 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 really go on a run, and there's no reason why they can't. But yeah, some coup for um, Dunshockland on that one. Um, Davy, we mentioned it already. The uh, GA Predictions IE, and uh, I suppose the Zany have the Masters competition there now to fill the void for anybody who is going to um, be feeling it that the GA Predictions have finished this week. You know, um, I'm. Personally, I'm kind of delighted because, as I said to you before, it ruins my fucking weekend. So it does because no, I'm not. I'm not messing, Davy. It ruins my weekend. I do my predictions. I get my uh, my email back. I take a picture of of uh, my predictions, and then on Saturday night, you know, um, I'm I'm there, and the next day I go, oh, the, the the National Football League, the Alliance Leagues are probably on. I'll go in and just check, 
and see how how the results are going. And I'll go in and there could be three or four games on. And I definitely get two wrong on a Saturday night. And I'm like going, I want to just throw the phone through the window at that stage. I'm like going, oh no, I need an amazing Sunday to come anywhere close to this day. So I do. Well, Mickey, <laughs> I don't even get to the Saturday. I make my predictions and that's how I feel as soon as I do the predictions. <laughs> I don't even have to wait. <laughs> why did I pick them? Oh no! Why the fuck did I do it? <laughs> um, well, everybody will be delighted to know that it's finished now until twenty twenty three. And and look, <laughs> to, to, all joking aside, thanks to everybody, in particular from We Are Mead, who who have um helped us in Corton and support this, and really really appreciate. It. And we try and do it for a bit of crack with this on a week to week, and we have the jersey for the winner. Um, as well, who we are going to reveal momentarily. So we'll, we'll start at the bottom. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard, County Mead. Just to remind our listeners that this is the final week and, of course, Davy has mentioned it already, which is brilliant, from Cortown, that they have given us the um, Trevor Giles retro jersey, the sleeveless jersey that he wore in the All-Ireland final, that retro jersey. They have the replica of that and we will be announcing the winner of that today from the We Are Mead League in gapredictions.ie. So after round seven, Davy Rispin, hit us with the table. Yeah, so we'll start towards the bottom, not at the ferry bottom. We'll start with fellas who have uh, played us most weeks, shall we say. We'll uh, give, with... give them all give them all their, their 15 there's seconds people... of fame, Dave. Okay, there's, there's people here who played one week at the bottom. We'll start with Packy <laughs> Kevin right at the bottom. He's played the first week. He got 13 points. He never played again. That's what I should have done. <laughs> I had 10 points in the first week. I should have said, fuck this. Except <laughs> my faith. But anyway... There's Packy, Dan Sheridan, 13, Rory Staunton, 14, Barry Crowley, 15, 18, Keith Fitzsimons, 19, Karen Curran, 23, Jack Blake, 24, Ronan McNamara, 25, Richie Keeney, 20, 31, Sean McGrath, 33, Ivor O'Halloran, 36, two weeks, Jamie Levy, two weeks, 48, Sean Duggan, 49, um, 81 then for Kira Lawler, she's played four, four or five of the weeks, Eddie Coldricks on 99. Alan Brown, having missed the last two weeks, 106 was okay. Uh, Rob Perfield missed one week, 107. Shane Mangan missed two weeks, 122. Tom O'Connor missed two weeks, 124. Mags Joyce missed no weeks, 125. Henry Clifford, 106. Um, Zach Griffin, 129. Joanne Byrne, 135. Tommy Owens, 137. Sean Hughes, 140. Uh, Susan Farrell 146, Kenny Morgan 147, myself uh, a shocking 149. Oh, I... Davy, hang on. See, so, so you're you're the first of our names that have come out. Oh yeah. yeah. Hang on. Where's Peter Duffy? We'll, you... we'll be we'll be with, we with him in a second. So Davy has. Okay, go on. Yeah, I know. Uh, 150 for Porrick Bylan. Peter Duffy, there he is. 152. Missed out with him by three oh, points. Oh, three points, Davy. Oh. And he was there for the taking in the last week, but I just wasn't good enough to get him, Mickey. Ouch, ouch. And what the only good thing about this is I haven't heard my name yet, so that must mean I'm ahead of Peter Duffy. Yeah, that's one, thankfully. That's one, that's... that's one ticked off. Okay, one. Some and solid. yourself. And yeah. yourself, that's two ticked off. I think you feel sorry for me, though. You're, you're actually not taking any real uh, joy in finishing ahead of me, which is really bad. <laughs> I feel terrible. Uh, Adio, where are we? Peter Duffy. Garrett Lynch, 154, along with Richie Quigley. Uh, 157 then for Damien Farley. Leo Weldon finished on 158, respectable. 
just ahead of him, Mickey, was PS Tapes, who fell asunder. And uh, he finished with 159 PS Tapes. 159 for PS Tapes. And Davey, I still haven't heard my number. That's three. That's three ticks now that I have. So it is like you were kind of a guaranteed tick. That's why I'm not um, a tick or a tick. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> Both. That's why I'm not getting excited about it, Davey. Um, but Peter Duffy and PS Tapes, this is getting better. Go on. Go on. Darren McGill, 160. Porra Kyle, 162. 162 also for Barry McDonald and Aideen Smith. Colin Crosby, 163, along with Gary oh Coyne. And Mickey Brennan joining Davy Byrne on 164. So a very good second half of the league, just like Mead for you, Mickey Brennan. Yeah, I was injured at the first part. Of the, do you not remember? I had, I, had a, I had a surgery on my hand at the start of the year, Davy. It affected your brain too, did it? <laughs> it affected my picks. <laughs> okay, it's fair. Um, Alan Tormey just edged you out, actually, Mickey. 166 Ooh. for Alan, along with Shane McNiff. Um, Shane Mulvaney, 167. Nicholas Finney, along with Colin O'Brien, 168. Oh, you just that's like a knife through the heart. Mm. It's just like a knife through the heart. Um, um, yeah, so the, the, the I suppose the 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 lesson to be learned from this one, Davy, is that you know, for PS tapes, is that cheaters never win. But for Colin O'Brien, I suppose the lesson for him is that you know. Little annoying pricks do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one seven one apiece for uh, Mike Chambers and Gary Alder. And entering the top 10, starting, uh, sorry, Mike Chambers was 170 and Gary Alder and Fergal Lynch, I beg your pardon, were 171. Entering the top 10 now, Donica Lynch, 172. Mark McCoy was 175 along with Paul okay. Carlin. Okay. 178 for Shamey Gallagher. And now we're in the top five. At five is Jamie Costello from Carton. 181. 182 for the man that led for so much of this league, Barry Hand. There's Barry Hand. He uh, just be disappointed. Short in the end. Yeah, a couple of poor weeks at the latter stages of Dunham Dirty. Um, tell you what, the man that probably will be kicking himself now, he missed a week, Mick. Right? He missed the first week of this, but he's finished third. With one eight three, that's Cormac oh Matamo from Kells. Absolutely extraordinary. Only seven rounds played, and he finished with one hundred eighty three points in third position. Only six six rounds played. Six rounds, yeah. Sorry. Um, anyway, second was Eddie Holton one eight seven, and six point victor in the end with a solid twenty five points consolidating his position at the top in the last round is St Mary's club man. Nicky Gogan, he is the winner. Oh, well of done, Nicky Gogan. The Trevor Giles retro jersey is going towards Denor, and it's Nicky Gogan who's going to be wearing that with pride. Yeah, he'll be wearing that at training next week, so he will he'll be running around. It's the weather for it as well. I think he I think might. he's just after getting his cruise ship, Mickey. So I don't think he will be, to be honest. But he'll be up at training, sitting on the yeah. fence wearing it. <laughs> Nicky ninety nine. It could be worse. Yeah. Get a bit of tan on the, the short on the long, yeah. On the guns, on the yeah. guns, David. Yeah, yeah, getting tan on the guns. Um ah look, that's been absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, Barry Hand led it for large portions, then lost the lead, got the lead back with three weeks to go, mm. I think it was he as did, well. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 then just has two bad weeks uh, in a row. Um Jamie Costello there as well. What a performance. Madamo, that's mm. incredible. To miss a week and to be there where he was, like, you know, we have no excuse. We did seven weeks of it and we didn't even get close to his score for six weeks, um, which is absolutely brilliant. But, like, he must have been averaging, what, six? He, he was averaging, he, he 30, was averaging points, 30, I, 30, 31 points a week. His last four rounds were 34, 32, 39 and 36. Wow. wow. Um, had he got, had he done, let's just say he did the first round. All he would have needed from that first round would have been 11 points to have, have won the jersey. Wow. Um, Absolutely. So that, that, that's he actually, because he, 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 in fairness, he got some prize money. He got second last week and I was I was talking to him and I was just sending him the money and he, he was actually, he texted me, he says, I'm sick I missed the first week uh, because he knew he was probably going to be in contention and yeah, he would have won the jersey. There's no doubt about it. But fortunately, missed the boat at the start. 
Well, what I might do is I might get his number off you, and uh, for all of my accumulators over the summer, I'll be asking some advice off him because, uh, yeah. like, he, he had the majority of the um, the, uh, the the predictions right by the looks of things, especially when uh, he only did it for six weeks. But um, hard luck to Mr. Madamo. Hard luck to Barry Hand as well, who was there for so long. Well done to Nicky Gogan from St. Mary's. David, we'll have to get the jersey over to him, get a picture with him. Um, for our social and uh, maybe get them to put it on as well um, yeah. and uh, uh, yeah because it, it is that cool jersey I'm looking at our little mini table the mini mead league <laughs> let's just Please call don't. it come on <laughs> Davey it's, a, it's like whatever whatever about me being ahead of you PS Tapes Colin O'Brien and Peter Duffy are all ahead of you um, you know I'd say it's a dark day in the Rispin household over there um, in in Corton. We have a day's morning tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> off work at school here. Yeah, donations in lieu, uh, mass private. Uh, family flowers there. only. Family flowers only. <laughs> but um, absolutely. Yeah, look, it's brilliant. I really enjoy it every year. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a bit of crack and whatever. And the fact that like I picked Paddy Stapleton on the final week is just best thing ever um also peter duffy jumped ahead of him which is great uh colin o'brien less said about that about is better um but i'll take him on nerdle and wordle uh every day this week if i have to um so um just to make up for it but uh yeah absolutely brilliant and delighted that um it's been a success again this year for uh Cortown gfc davy yeah it's been huge yeah uh, no and, and again thanks to everybody who's supported it really really appreciate that yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Well, we'll move on now, Davy. Um, Lottos have the PROs been in contact? Yeah, Dunshockland and Royal Gales first up from last Monday night, uh, 21st. Numbers drawn were 5, 9, 15, and 24. No jackpot winner, four match trees who collect 50 or each Andy Minock, Dennis Keeley, Saiv O'Murray, and Mary Donahue. Uh, the next draw takes place Monday at half eight live on Facebook. 13,000 of a jackpot capped at. First reserve is also capped at 13,000. And the second one is building up to 7,200. You can play that one on Club Force. Manalvi, uh, 2, 6, 12, and 15. 320 euro winners were Anthony Bryan, Evelyn Maguire, and Porrick McCormick. Uh, 1,200 euro jackpot it rolls on to next week. On Monday night, you can play it at manalbygfc.e or on the Club Force app. Curraha GFC is also building up steadily. It's at 7,000 presently. Uh, the last draw took place on the 21st, which was last week. They had no winner or no match three winner. Uh, the numbers drawn were 6, 19, 20 and 26. Oldcastle is still at 12,000, which is currently capped at next Wednesday night on Club Force. My own court in GFC, 8,500 euro jackpot was not won either last uh, Friday night. Number strong were 1, 3, 14, and 29. Sonia Noah, Jeanette Collier, Michael Lynch, Flory McLaughlin, and Porrick Burke all win 20 euro each. And Kate Coyne was the winner of our uh, USA Irish jersey from uh, the mid 90s there 8600 next week and you can play that one at courtandga.com forward slash lotto Kale Cullum Kill uh, they're still going strong as well 12,000 euro jackpot which it's currently capped at wasn't won the results from the 24th 13, 17, 24 and 29 were the numbers uh, Tony Drew and Therese Allen were the match three winners and they share 150 euro between them Minalty is my last one, Mickey, and their jackpot is rising nicely again. 13,200 at the moment. Um, and you can join by 8 o'clock the day of the draw, which is on a Sunday. Uh, they have a special prize for €50 Euro online entries only, and you can play that one over on Club Force. Excellent. And the two that I have, Davey Rispin, uh, Central Sims Lotto is still a massive... Uh, €10,000, that hasn't been won in a while. It's there, ready for anybody to take it home with them. You can play it on smartlotto.ie or go to any of their social pages and you will find the link there. Also, in from Jelly, the Simonson Lotto was not won last week. <clears throat> it was €1,450. Euro. The numbers drawn were 2, 11, 
12 and 16. There was one match three winner that was shown in McLaughlin. And next week's um, jackpot is 1500 again. Go to any of their social media pages um, to get the link there or go to the Clubs app, app um, and Simon soon to do that lotto. But uh, again, we want to give Jelly a shout out. Um, Davey sending on more of um, his uh, videos. His setup is now finished and he's ready to go. Yeah, he's he's starting appointments, I think, uh, this coming Tuesday, Mickey. Um, still has a few slots from Talk of Doom, so anybody looking to get in with him, get in touch for a cupping or a massage uh, therapy off the great man himself. Yeah, absolutely, and I uh, want to wish Jelly the very best of luck with that venture. Um, he's done a spectacular job on, um, on, on, on the room, so um, he is now taking the bookings, as we said. So moving on, Davey, from the Lotto's, Instagram and I suppose with the end of the uh, Alliance Football Leagues there was always going to be a few people getting involved and maybe some lads talking about um, the League of Ireland as well I suppose. Yeah you'll have that I suppose we'll get that nipped in the bud straight away shall we. Uh, Jack Walsh he says Danny Mandrew and uh, Charlene Murphy parting ways hopefully he can get a tattoo covered up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know much more about that? or <laughs> No, I don't actually. I uh, don't want to speculate, but Michael Tiernan just followed up and he says, Danny and Charlene, more like Tommy Angry and Molly July. <laughs> <laughs> um, strange one that this week by Jack Walsh. Anyway. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard, County Mead. Alan Moore, uh, in response to talking points, says, no, I'm drinking them. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's one of those weekends. Is there any talking points from the weekend? Ah, look, we'll, we'll hold our talking for, for four or five weeks when we meet Alicia Whitlow in the first round. Yeah, Carl Gibney getting in touch to say Alan Moore making the Ireland uh, Soccer World Cup squad. Uh, he's been called up to the cerebral palsy Irish national team, which are heading away at the end of May for the World Cup in Salou. So congratulations to our good friend uh, Alan Moore, Mickey, uh, on making the squad. Yeah, absolutely. Fair play to Alan. Um, incredible stuff. And, um, you know, will it take him away from his PRO duties? Yeah, it will. It will. I'm not sure yeah. will Bridget's give him the time off on that. And that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, Susan Farrell's next in, and she says, this is a great one, actually. We went from checking flights to London to looking forward to a league game in Crow Park. Um, <laughs> and incredibly, you'd think by reading that, if you were to wake up from a coma and read that, you'd say, Jesus, we're after getting to Division 1. But uh, who'd have thought that Dublin coming down would nearly get us a game in Crow Park? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, brilliant. Yeah, I like that from Susan. Yeah, going from going to uh, from checking flights to London to uh, booking the Grove Park Hotel for a match, a league match up there. Yeah, excellent. Graham Crosby wants to know how did Mead lose that? Ah, uh, look from from what I read into it, it, it seemed that the injury and then bringing on a lot of subs and the the two injuries. Um, Ethan Devine that caused a bit of confusion as well um, and Ronan Jones you know yes leaving by five points did Derry make too many they didn't make too many substitutions in the last 15-20 no. minutes you know they were going with their tried and tested they were probably a little bit more cohesive in the last few minutes look yeah it's nothing to worry about I don't think there's a lot of love for Jack O'Connor, Mickey, uh, this week. And uh, Evan Connor says Jack O'Connor, the GOAT. Matthew Brennan says Jack O'Connor, what a player. 
Um, there's another one in about him here, just further down from Shane Riley. He says, Jack O'Connor, great first half, took his goal well. Ronan Jones, big loss when he went off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jack O'Connor, like, you know, I, I remember a few years ago playing uh, against Jack O'Connor and I honestly thought that he, I I thought he was one of the most naturally gifted footballers um, in in mid club football and he really is like he he he's a he's an unbelievable talent um he's a big strong unit um and you know i just think that he's he's got it all as well like i suppose what age is jack now he's he'd be 24? entering his mid 20s yeah he yeah. wouldn't be far from that yeah yeah you know like he's probably two years off his you know um his peaking stage so he is. But if he can continue on um, and, and, and get a level of performance like that going week in, week out, um, kind of like Kyogi, if he can get to a level of performance and keep that going week in, week out against top teams, against lower teams, against top teams, lower teams, he, he, could, be, he could be as good as he wants. Do you know what I, I like about him, uh, Mickey, is he's sat there he's obviously been frustrated by his lack of game time but he worked hard he went training he put the head down he got himself into the team a lot of players nowadays would have thrown a strap thrown the hands up and says you know affect this i'll go back and play with the club and I'll, I'll excel there he has great temperament he got he got his opportunity and what's more is he made he made good use of it and he'll take a bit of movement now there's players that were around the panel for less time than him who would have got more game time than him that threw the toys out of the pram and left the panel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, fair dues to him. And, and yeah, I, I love somebody who's who's got that persistence and that drive to keep going. Sure. Um, next one comes in from James Flanagan. He said, sideways passing around the middle does my head in. Yeah, it, it's funny we've been talking about this uh, at the Calvin games an awful lot recently up until the game against Waterford on Saturday night um, where a lot of lateral hand passing where you're letting teams set up defensively if you want if you want to cut out that lateral pass you, you what happens is you, you really have to take two kick passes out of your defense so one up to the midfield and then one has to go in, in, into the forwards if you work the ball out of your defense you're going to be end end up with the ball in the midfield, and you're going to um, end up having to go lateral because the opposition are going to be able to get back if you're only doing hand passes. Um, unless you're doing off the shoulder hand passes where a man is coming off the shoulder and it's breaking lines and breaking lines, but um, if you're working it across your defence and out, it's it's something that happens. If you let any team set, get back yeah. and set up, yeah. you're going to end up going lateral across the midfield because you can't kick it in. Um, it's just, I, I, I seen actually, I seen two examples. So I seen one example of that happening uh, today, whereby Derry had 15 men in their own half behind the ball. Now, at the time, it was approaching halftime, we were three points up, so it suited us to oh. kind of wind the clock. And yeah. even though the breeze is behind us, I'd have been happy enough with it. But Derry's penalty that they got, which they didn't convert, obviously, because Harry made a great save, but it was a kick out, which they took. He blasted 60 metres. He finds Shane McGuigan in space. He turns and runs direct at the mid defence. Okay, the mid defence was was cut open and he probably got a little bit too much space. But he passed the ball in, got the one-two. Within three passes, he was hauled down for a penalty. Yeah. But as you said, it didn't give the mid defence time to set up. Yeah. So he had the space to puncture holes in the mid defence and it worked brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen an, awful lot of, an awful lot of that. <clears throat> Cavan on the weekends against Waterford actually went for the jugular and played the kick pass from defence out of defence um, most of the time. And that's why they ended up scoring, what was it, 321. And we haven't seen Cavan doing that in a long time. So it, it, there is something to be said. It's, it's, it's much more high risk uh, in that a lot of the balls that are kicked in, you might kick in five and, and your forward might only win three. You know, that kind of way. Mm. But... It's what he does with those three balls. And if he's in there in space and he's got a man coming off the shoulder, that's that's three certain goals for you. So I, I can see the, the two arguments, but I'd much prefer to see the ball being kicked in. Now, I don't mean lumped in, 
you know, I'm not old school, lump it in or whatever. I mean, a one-on-one contest, Give, put the ball in in front of your own player, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, 100%. Uh, next one comes in from Shane Mangan. <laughs> oh. You'll remember this one. Uh, uh-huh. He says, Retoats media coach Shane Kelly handing out free footballs for Biko at halftime. Great initiative. Um, at halftime in, in Park Dalton? Yeah. Do you remember the media oh, man we talked about? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. You, you know Shane. Um, yeah. yeah, no, no, great initiative. They, they sponsored the Bring a Ball. Uh, campaign in Park Talton and uh, I think he handed out five or six or seven or eight possibly O'Neill's footballs Brilliant. at half time to some of the young players who were uh, showcasing their, their credentials yeah was there many was there many showcasing their credentials and, uh, there, the was, and there was there was there was a good crowd and there was, was also the, the final of the 100 touch challenge which incorporates primary schools. That's actually sponsored by Glen Vey as well just to get that one in um, but, but that was brilliant so you had 10 finalists from the different schools who do this with me coaching and games. Um, and the, the young guy that won it uh, was from Kilmesson uh, School. Mickey, I'll get you his name now and we'll give him a little bit of a shout out because I was watching the final. Very exciting final. They had to do skills from across the sideline to each sideline done with their coaches. Um, and um, Jesus, I had it here earlier, Mickey, and I can't find it now. But uh, really good, and I think he wins a 500 euro O'Neill's voucher for his school, and I think he gets a, a signed me jersey as well, possibly for himself. So, uh, really, really nice touch there, and great to see all the all the local schools competing and uh, doing ever so well with it. Yeah, absolutely, great initiative. Um, so that's that's both of them. Uh, I can't even get, get his name, so we'll come back to that. Uh, the next one comes in from John Kelly. He says, "Any update on Ronan Jones?" Injury. He is such an important player for us. We need him fit for Leinster. Next year is the first time ever no Leinster teams in Division 1. Six teams relegated today. Five of them were from Leinster across the board. That's some yeah, stat. Yeah, that's some stat. And many of them were promoted. Was it just loud? Just I, think loud. That only le- I think that only leaves loud. And yeah. um, so it does. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, Roland Jones. Uh, look, hopefully it was just precautionary and... You know, if taking him off and losing the game meant that he was going to be available for championship or leaving him on and winning the game meant he was not going to be available for championship, I'd take the former. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I'd, I'd like to hope it's only a precautionary one as well, Mickey, just with that arm. So fingers crossed that Jonesy's back. Um, Sean Courtney actually just said that Ronan Jones going off was the turning point in the game. Yeah, that's that, that that's something that I felt as well. Um I do think he's 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 huge. Um himself and mental, um, they're nearly like a unit. You know, if we're missing one of them, um we we just weaken the whole strength of the of the of the fifteen on the field, I feel. Um the two of them are probably our two most important and influential players, I feel. Yeah. Uh, Colin McAreevy, <laughs> he's changed his tune, Mickey. He said, yeah. yeah, can have the dubs instead. Sorry, yes, can have the dubs instead. Monaghan live for another year. They love a late <laughs> show, don't they, up there? Oh, look, would you stop sure I had it down for a draw in the GEA predictions. I was full sure that this was going to be a draw. And I thought that Kildare would get the win. And that would mean that both uh, Dublin and Monaghan would have been relegated. Yeah, I thought it was the Messiah. The penalty goes in. Thirty seconds of play left, and there's a kick out coming, and I'm like, going, this is going to be a draw." Yeah, but um, yeah, they love a late show there in Clonus, and um, Colin McAreevy will uh, live to see another season in Division One. Hopefully, 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 we get promoted next year, and we're not playing Monaghan. They pass yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, one up, one down. Uh, Carl Gibney just touching on that. He says Dublin Loud, Kildare next year. A few tasty derbies. Get the dubs down to the haven. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Can you imagine? I remember me and Dublin playing in Park Tolchin when I was a kid. Um, I think it was a championship game as well. And I was selling programs at the time. I was only about 10 or 11 or something like that. 
It was the most amount of programs I ever sold really? in my whole. Were you paid career. by the program? We were paid by the program. I think it was wow. 10p a program or something like that. I sold 2,400 programs. I got £240 as a 10-year-old or something like that, or maybe a 12, 13-year-old or something. It was absolutely incredible. Eric Brady and um, was it Fintan Ginnity, I think, and then Paddy O'Brien, they were all mm. involved with the, with the program selling at the time. And uh, yeah, it was. I think it was the most amount that was sold ever by a program seller as well. Two thousand four hundred programs on my own. It was amazing, but it was just class. It was just amazing. So it was. I'll never forget the crowd that was in Park Tolchin that day. Savage. Hopefully, more of the same, Mickey. That's it from Insta. <laughs> if me get Dublin in Park Tolchin next year, I'll sell programs at that one too. So, <laughs> what young lads are selling programs? That forty-three or four-year-old Mickey Brennan. <laughs> uh, the good get times your programs. are back. Get your programs. Get your programs. Um, so that's it from Insta. Nothing from PS. No, no, he's yeah, uh, he's in it. hiding. Yeah, he's in hiding. He could be quiet now for a few days, so he couldn't. Nothing from Peter Duffy either. No, no. Oh. He hasn't heard the good news on his behalf yet. So. Well, well, the bad news is that I'm ahead of him daily. Like, you know? um, so, I don't think he'd uh, mind yeah. that so much somehow. That, that, that makes it sound like you know I should be ahead of these people. That's what you're saying, Davey, which is, uh, <laughs> which is a compliment, I would say. Um, yeah, um, Next up is championship for Mead. Um, we do have the ladies all our uh, sorry division one final next week. Um, and is it next week, Davy? No, it's two weeks. Two the seventh. Two weeks yeah. Um, the tenth. You keep tenth. Sorry, I keep saying the seventh, don't I? Um, and uh, we're looking forward to that uh, final. And of course, we have the Mead Miners, the Mead Minor Hurlers and the under 20 Hurlers all out um, in Park Tolchin next weekend. And again, finally, well done to Nicky uh, Gogan from St. Mary's. He will be winning the um, retro jersey from the GA predictions.ie. Of course, it was the Trevor Giles retro jersey with the no sleeves on it. And um, yeah, uh, fair play to some finish to the league in the GA predictions. Look, that's it from this episode of your We Are Me podcast. We are me, why? 